0: Hey IAs, and welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast by IA Path. I am your host, Chris Stanley, and today I want to talk to you about how you can let people know you exist. Chris, what are you talking about? Of course people know I exist. Well, maybe, but maybe not. If you're a new IA, you hear me talk a lot about how you can get people's attention, how you can try to get in front of people but a lot of times um, we struggle in this area of getting people to notice us we tend to blend in we tend to do the things that everybody else does and if you listen to me for very long you know i'm very much against that so how to you get people to know that you exist um is super important um and if you were in any other industry uh, outside of independent adjusting, if you were looking at anything through a different lens, I talked about it in a few episodes ago. Uh, there's some different stages to a relationship according to uh, Donald Miller, um, and we're not going to go through all that again today. But he called the first stage of a relationship curiosity. Maybe this person's right for me, and you know, in a marriage relationship, or or maybe this product can fulfill the purpose that I'm looking for in this cleaner. Or maybe this IA that I just found out exists can handle auto claims for me in Odessa, Texas. We talked about that in episode 166 about uh, the curiosity stage, the enlightenment stage, and then the commitment stage. But today I want to really zero in on this first stage, the curiosity stage, And we're going to call it something different because we're not Donald. I'm not Donald Miller. He's amazing and he's super smart. But I think there's a different way we can look at this from a different angle, which does have to do with curiosity. Absolutely. Um, But how do people know that we exist? And this is in the framework of know, like, and trust. Most people know or have heard that business principle, the know, like, and trust, that the customer must know you exist. They must... uh, like you and your product, and then they must um, trust you and/or your product to get their business. So we're going to talk about the no today, and what another way we can look at that. We'll head to the theme song and be right back. So here's the question: How do independent adjusters and appraisers like us, who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes, and profits? We're spending our own money and reputation. How do we work in a way that lets us get work, assignments, deployments, and more income? Without wasting time or money in this world of insurance while we stand out in the crowd. That is the question and this podcast will help guide you to the answers. My name is Chris Stanley and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are IA's. Okay, after that awesomely clunky introduction, um, you know, I'm so happy that you're here listening and if this is your first time listening this episode is not exactly typical of all of our episodes. Yes, we do talk about different aspects of business of an IA. Um, some of them are more uh, beginner than this one, and but kind of doing a few of these different type of, uh, you know, more business-minded uh, episodes for those of us who are already working as an IA, who are trying to get working as an IA, as an IA rather than just hey, this is State Farm Certification, or hey, here's how you get a license. Those things are great. We do a lot of stuff on that when it comes up. But this podcast is ideally for you who want to, those who want to go a little bit deeper than what a blog article might be able to cover to kind of just hang out and talk some things out and it not be a perfect seven-point bulletin that has been edited and crafted and, and everything. Um, but this podcast is brought to you by IA Path. And if you don't know what iPath does, basically what we do, is most new IAs, when they try to get started, they run into this thing called experience requirements. A lot of companies have them anywhere from two to five years of experience required to get work with them. Well, if you're new, there's no way to meet those experience requirements and how can you get work? Um, and that's what we help you solve. So uh, we do a 90-day mentorship and certification that at the end of it, when you graduate, you're able to get that experience; those re- experience requirements waived with over 20 companies. So that's what iPath does, is virtual Mentorships to get experience requirements waived. Um, so, today though, we're going to talk about this no section, the curiosity stage, as Donald Miller called it, when you got to get somebody to know you. You got to get them to know you before they can like you. And you got to get them to like you before they can trust you. And so, as an IA, that no, like, and trust looks like this no is kind of like getting on a roster, the like is uh, kind of the networking piece. And then uh, the trust is them actually giving you work and repeat business. They now trust you enough to give you work. They now trust you enough uh, to give you repeat work. And on the know, though, I had this kind of thought the other day, which is why I wanted to talk about this. Uh, I guess the know, this first step to making people aware that you exist, really all that is is marketing. If you really think about it. No, this no stage, or Don Miller calls it curiosity stage, could also be looked at as the marketing stage. because if the like stage is networking, where you're talking with somebody and and hopefully they're enjoying talking with you so they want to keep talking with you, um, that's networking, then this first stage, the no stage is marketing. That's when we're really trying to grab somebody's attention and say, hey, I'm here. You know, I talked about in, I think it was episode 166 about uh, this whole, the three concepts and the stages of a relationship, and about how uh, Jeremy Riddick of Adjuster University does a really good job with your resume saying, Hey, pay attention to me. If for no other reason, doing a resume his way is great because it, it grabs somebody's attention. But all that is is marketing. And I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, but as the the founder of ipath and CEO of ipath, I'm also like the chief marketing officer I guess you could call me the all in one right at ipath so I've had to learn a lot about marketing over the years to get you to know that I exist to get you to know that ipath exists uh to hopefully get you to like me in my podcast and eventually to trust me in ipath to help mentor you and so Marketing is something I'm very familiar with. So when all of a sudden I was like, wait, wait, wait. This no phase that everybody's struggling with is marketing. So why are we struggling with marketing as IAs? And I've just been like sitting on this. Why? How? And then today, like 30 minutes before I recorded this podcast, I'm scrolling through our community full of 360 plus IAs who are working or trying to get work and they're going through the process. There was a bunch of different comments of like, Oh, I'm struggling with this stage. You know, Chris, I'm trying to make a brand for myself. I'm trying to niche myself. So, someone wants to use me over somebody else. How do I do that? What is that like? And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. So, I really feel like this is applicable to those in the community, to you if you're looking to get started. Um, and for those who have been listening a long time, this is going to be a little bit different. So, let's talk about marketing for a second. There, are, I got one, two, three, four, five questions written down that I think you need to ask yourself to help you with this no stage. And this has not been perfectly written out. I haven't written a book about this or anything. Um, But these are questions that I've learned from other marketers that we need to ask to be successful at what we do, um, to be successful in helping our customers and helping our customers identify us as someone who might be able to help them. Um, And so really it all comes down to this. You've got to understand your customer. If you don't understand your customer, um, then guess what? You're just not going to get it. And a lot about what we do in our certifications is helping our students know in the expectations that an IA firm has that their customer has of them and how they can fulfill them. And so understanding your customer comes down to really these five questions can really help frame Uh, this for you. So if you've asked this question in the community, if you've been um, wondering how do I niche myself, how do I brand myself? These are the questions you need to ask. And I would encourage you if you're new to ask yourself these questions. So the first up is who are you trying to reach? Who's your customer? Who are you trying to reach? I mean, really ask yourself that question. Who are you trying to reach? And my guess is what just went through your head and you're like, "Uh, Doug, Chris, I'm trying to reach IA firms that I want to give me work. I want them to give me work. Well, that's great. But who who individually is that customer that you're trying to reach? This is what we have to do as marketers. We have to really dive in and go, who is it that we're trying to reach? And what is it um, and who are they individually? Right. Not as a corporation. If you're trying to reach a company, who is the individual you're trying to reach? that's a question you got to ask. Um, and for you, it might, the answer might be a little bit different depending who you are and, and who's listening. But my guess is it would probably be a recruiter. You're trying to reach a recruiter. So then really think about a recruiter and what their job is and what it entails. Um, because that's, and maybe what their life is kind of like to really understand what they're going through, um, to be able to help them, right? Cause, uh, when you can really think about who they are, what they're trying to do, then you can ask yourself the second question. So number one is, who are you trying to reach? Um, number two is, um, what are they trying to do? What is this dispatcher or not dispatcher or recruiter trying to do, uh, but they can't? An example of this might be maybe their dispatcher and their management team need somebody in Odessa, Texas. You hear me talk about that story all the time with James Mathis, how he heard that nobody was out in Odessa, Texas. So he went out there and he fulfilled the void in Odessa, Texas. And now we got another student out there. Dave is out there and he's rocking out in Odessa, Texas. But they were filling a void they were trying to do something. The recruiters, the dispatchers were trying to do something. They're trying to get somebody to handle claims in Odessa, Texas in that exact instance. Uh, but they couldn't. Okay, so they, they wanted to do something. There was a desire there and they couldn't do it. Um, so what is it they're trying to do but can't? Who's your ideal person you want to connect with? What are they trying to do but can't? So for you, you can really dial this in. If you're looking for a recruiter, I encourage you to go really far with this. Don't just stop where I'm I'm going with it. But if you're out of uh, uh, Nome, Alaska, you want to find somebody who is, you know, you need to think about somebody who's trying to dispatch a claim to Nome, Alaska, or dispatch a claim if you're out of Pennsylvania, to Pennsylvania, right? And really think about that, um, and really make sure you dial it in, and then take that to the extremes. Just think about it, okay? Uh, But but they can't, right? So whatever it is that they're trying to do, but they can't. So that's the second question. So number one was who are they... Oh, I'm sorry. Who are you trying to reach? Who's your ideal customer, basically? Number two, what are they trying to do but can't? Okay, that's super important. And then um, number three is what problem of theirs could you solve? So they're trying to do something, but they can't. You know, if you think about this in a totally different arena... Uh, maybe you are Gorilla Glue as an example, and so your ideal customer is maybe a housewife who wants to fix a broken piece of wood but can't. You know, broke off her nightstand. Uh, the drawer, the face of the drawer fell off, and she just wishes she could fix it and not have to wait for her husband to come home. But she can't. Why? Because she doesn't. You'll come to with hammers and nails. She doesn't like screws. What, whatever the case might be, that might intimidate her, but it you know so then the problem you solve is hey we can help you put that together just slap some glue on it some gorilla glue on it put it back together voila right that's the problem maybe gorilla glue solves that is a problem they solve and if that's their ideal customer there's a perfect marriage at that point so what problem of theirs of your ideal customer who can't who wants to do something but can't, what is the problem that you can solve of theirs? So on an example of Nome, Alaska, if you live near Nome, Alaska or within an hour of Nome, Alaska, and you could drive and do claims there, oh, I can solve that problem because I can go do claims in Nome, Alaska, and there's not many people who can. Or I could solve the problem of there not being enough uh, auto appraisers in Pennsylvania because of the Pennsylvania Motor Vehicle Damage Appraisers License Requirement but I have that so I can solve that. They have a need and I can solve it. Now, all of a sudden you understand who you're trying to reach, understand what they want to do and what they can't do. And now you understand what problem of theirs do you solve? If you can't get through those first three, you're really gonna struggle to understand why you're valuable or have value. And if you're only thinking of yourself, like I just want work, Chris, I don't wanna do thought exercises about my ideal customers that's fine you may still be able to get work but i'm telling you if you can really digest even a little bit of this it just it changes the way you look at stuff it changes the way you respond to things when they come up and people start to pick up on it when you are thinking this way okay so uh those are the first three and the fourth um how do you solve it you solve a problem right how do you solve it oh well gorilla glue it's with this handy dandy tube that is and you squirt some stuff out and it works, right? In a $5 tube. You can fix any drawer without your husband with a $5 tube of glue. Whoa, really? That's amazing, that's exciting to me. How do you solve the problem of your ideal, maybe it's a recruiter, maybe it's a dispatcher, maybe it's a manager, how do you solve the problem your ideal customer had? How do you solve it? Well, Doug, Chris, I do claims. Well, is that how you solve it, just doing claims? do do claims with you have a 24-hour cycle time or you have a 48-hour cycle time or uh, you can guarantee the best estimate they've ever seen or i can write a professional level estimate within 48 hours using the ccc one estimating software because some people use autotech so maybe the way you solve it is a little bit different than somebody else maybe you can guarantee within 48 hours or their money back while other ias are not willing to do that you're a business What is your product? What is your service that you offer and how do you solve it at IA Path? What do we do? We are trying to reach new independent adjusters and appraisers who are trying to become an IA, but can't. Why can't they? Oh, what problem do they solve that they have? Oh, they can't because there's experience requirements. Right, so because there's experience requirements, how do we solve it? We solve it with a 90-day mentorship program that gets the experience requirement waived. Right? Didn't I do that at the beginning of the episode? That's why I made such a big deal about it at the beginning. So. You got to do this for you and your business because the way you solve a problem for your ideal customer, which isn't James Mathis's ideal customer, and let me tell you what James Mathis's thing is, whether he realizes it or not, this is how he solves problems. This is how he solves that problem for people. He says, and I quote, without good looks and personality, I never would make it. I never would make it. I never make it without good looks and personality, but thank God that he gave those to me. Okay, so what is he saying there? Really, he has a great charismatic personality and that means he can deal with problems. And he is fantastic in the personality spectrum. He can deal with anything, an adversary, a friendly, doesn't matter. You put that guy in any situation, you probably are going to walk away with some happy customers. That is James Mathis and how he solves a problem for his ideal customer? How do you, how does Cherie in Virginia handle customers? How does Dave out in Odessa solve problems for his people? How does he particularly solve it? Not just generically, because we're all different. We all are all different. And if even if you, this isn't on a website somewhere for for everyone to see, this is how you approach your business. This is how your mindset, you're gonna tackle things and people will see the difference. OK, without this, we're just commodities. And I promise you're not a commodity, especially when you start thinking this way. So don't pigeonhole yourself. Lastly, so number four was how do you solve it? So number one was who are you trying to reach? Number two, what are they trying to do but can't? Number three, what problem of theirs do you solve? Number four, how do you solve it? And number five, how can they work with you? Huh. How can they work with This is one we forget a lot because as independent adjusters, we think, Well, they just need to give me work. Well, do they know that? Do they they know you exist? Okay, they know you exist, but how does Dave get more work? He's got to let them know his email. He's got to register with their company so they can send him work. This in marketing is called a call to action, a CTA, a call to action. It's saying, hey, I'm an adjuster who services uh, auto claims, auto and heavy equipment claims, utilizing ccc1 and the truck rider estimating software with 48 hour cycle t- guaranteed cycle time in odessa texas and i would love to work with you and your company all you need to do if you need help in that area is to email me at blah 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 at lonestarclaims.com i think that's dave's uh, company <laughs> Lone Star claims nice plug for you there dave but yeah whatever it is right just you need to know how people can work with you and then you need to be good at making that public well that's on your linkedin profile and this is the kind of stuff that should be on your linkedin profile this is the stuff that should be your top summary of your resume um is to show how you help solve the problem for somebody um and if you understand this it's going to greatly affect the way you handle your business and now i would love you To answer these questions and email me chris at ipath.com i'll put them in the show notes who are you trying to reach doesn't have to be long just give a description of who you're trying to reach uh what is that person trying to do but can't number three what problem of theirs do you solve number four how do you solve it and number five how can they start working with you guys I hope this really helps you fine-tune your business because if you can understand these things this is not the end of the no I promise I want to talk more about this because I'm really on a kick about this stuff so I'm um, on this no no light like, out of the no like and trust we got to get known as IA's it's really hard um, to get past the no phase we a lot of times we think it's all gonna come together just on its own and that's the easiest part but I, I it seems like it's one of the hardest parts for a lot of people so if you're looking to create a niche. This is how you create a niche. How that community, the question in the community, this is how you create a niche, okay? This is who you're wanting to work with. If you want to have a niche of classic cars, this is what you need to focus on. Is who you're working for and their problems, how you solve it, and how they can work with you, all that. Go through the exercise. Email me, Chris at ipath.com. If you're interested in learning more about how to get started as an independent adjuster or as an auto damage appraiser, head over to ipath.com and click the how to find work button. See the trend here. I want to help you find work. There you'll find a free video course called the IA Crash Course that will take you through all the steps of how you get started as an independent adjuster or an, an auto damage appraiser as a part of a diversified career. Guys, until next week, keep walking your path and claiming your life. Are you dreaming of a career in auto damage, but find yourself not meeting the experience requirements? You can try the first part of our seven part auto damage certification for free. This allows you to dive deep into auto damage training with no strings attached. And if you love it, you can continue on and purchase the full program. With this certification,